Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so glad to be here with you today. As usual, our music in the background is from our buddy, Dave Barnes. If you have not picked up his new album, you totally need to. It's so good. It's so great. I totally love it. And also make sure you see him on the road. And remember that on August 3rd, he is playing here at the Ryman Auditorium. So you guys come on down next weekend. It'll be so, so fun. If you are around, there are, I think, just a very, very few tickets left if there are any. So sorry if it's sold out. I'll feel bad about that. Today on the show is someone you guys have been requesting and someone I have been requesting in my heart that I adore, our friend, CEO, founder of Noonday Collection, Jessica Honiger. Jessica has a new book coming out called Imperfect Courage, and she's an Enneagram 7, and all of that just means that she is the right fit for us today. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jessica Honiger. Okay, Jessica, jump into what you were just saying about being a seven, because we're both sevens. I'm a stressed version of a seven today. You're like a healed version of a seven. What did you do? Well, first of all, the stress version of the seven is so rough. I know. Because you go to criticism and yes. negativity yes. and scarcity mentality, and that will zap you. And I don't know if you go to this, but I go to comparison. Do you? I do do like I but here's the deal here's what this looks like and I hate admitting this yeah because I feel like it's just us no one's here okay great (laughs) feel like I sound like a sixth grader yeah it's jealousy I mean when you want what someone else has or you want what you don't currently have yeah that can lead to just that feeling of jealousy which is just and then you're not focusing on what you do have and then you're not in the present moment and so that's the key with the seven and what I love is sin is a function of attention okay so where are you putting your attention Mm -hmm. and if you're putting your attention on all the negative or on what someone else has or on what you don't have then you're losing that connection that is available to us through god Mm -hmm. and so i think where i go in my stressed version of a seven is and i think you talked about this on your podcast with jenny Mm -hmm. and that's that's what gave the big light bulb for me was the lie of the seven is I'm all alone in the world yes, and no, no one's, one's going to be there me. Yep. to support me. That's exactly right. So I go into the, like, it's all on me. Do you I feel that even though you're out. married? I, so it shows up differently. It shows up really differently in my marriage. Yeah. Actually, that's an interesting question because I don't, um, I do feel very, uh, a strong sense of partnership in our marriage in business is where it can really show up. So mm-hmm. there's a problem to solve at work. There's, Um, You know, we've got 60 employees, so there might be some issues with a couple employees and them needing to work through stuff. And I go to like, I got, well, I'm going to want, I'm going to be the one that has to figure this out. You know, we hear about an artist and partner in Africa that isn't managing their cash flow to the best that they could. And they're asking for an advance, but we've already given them an advance. And it's like, I'm going to have to figure this out. And Um, no one else can figure this out. I have to be the one. That is the stressful place. Mm -hmm. That's the place of stress. And... I just got back from vacation. Did you? Where'd you go? In Alaska. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I saw it. Sorry, I saw it. Yes. It was insane. It's it was... gorgeous, right? I went last year in May. It's unreal. Oh my gosh. And our weather was perfect. And the days are so long. The day we we would roast s'mores at like eleven at night. Yes. It I know. It was insane. It's amazing. And yeah. the sunsets are 
gorgeous because they don't happen till midnight. Yeah, I was like, I don't ever, I, I didn't see a sunset. It may not have set all the I, way. I don't think it did. Plus, I think it set at like three in the morning and we were with our three kids. So there's well, sure. We yeah. weren't going to do that. Even if you weren't. I don't see three o'clock in the morning That's, all that often. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do yeah. that anymore. Um, so yeah, I think I came back from Alaska and just had a whole week pretty much offline too mm-hmm. because we were out in the middle of nowhere, didn't have a lot of data, yeah. very little internet, and then stepping back into work. And I think there's that feeling as an entrepreneur and being a seven on the Enneagram where I can feel trapped mm-hmm. and I can choose to confirm that bias. Yeah. Or I can choose to confirm the bias that I am right in the moment where God has me and he will give me everything I need. Yes. And he is with me. Yeah. And it was just the coolest thing because I was, I went on a walk yesterday morning and that was even a cool thing because I do spinning a lot, Mm -hmm. spin classes, but I woke up yesterday, I was just tired and I'm like, you know what? Today's not a day for spin. Listen to your body. Just go on a walk. And I listened to this crazy podcast. Oh, yeah. What is it? Bulletproof Coffee Podcast. I didn't know they had a podcast. <laughs> Why do they have a podcast? Okay. Why do any of us have a podcast? So the guy, is he calls himself a biohacker. Okay. It's, it's, it's a little kooky. There's some kooky things on there, but I'm really attracted to that. Yeah. Different ways of thinking. Yeah. And I listened to this podcast by this woman, um, Janine. So does he interview people? He interviews people. Okay. Yeah. It's it's all interview-based. Okay. And there's this woman um, named Janine Roth. She wrote Woman, Food, and God. Uh-huh. I haven't read it, but should I? I Have you it, read it? It definitely started me on the journey five years ago of transformation around my relationship with food and body Interesting. image. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. She's very, um, I would say, Buddhist. Uh-huh. Um, but very much so... What I mean by that is very much about living in the present and letting go and surrender. And so it was a podcast with her, and she really did talk about that idea of just being in the moment. And so I randomly listened to that yesterday, so that was like a God thing. Yeah. And then I did have a— Because it did probably cycle cycle your brain back to like, oh— when that kind of stuff happens where a book that mattered to me intercepts with, I'm randomly going on a walk and this is the podcast I found. You go like, I'm oh, listening. this story is longer. This, this story, story is longer. about this week. Yeah. This story is longer. God sees longer than this. Yeah. I so love much all that longer. stuff. Yeah. And then I was talking on another podcast for an interview yesterday and I started crying on it, girl. I mean, yes. I'll probably start crying today. Yeah, we'll be fine if we do. Okay, that's cool. People I heard are people cry it. on your podcast. Yeah, so yeah it I, happens. I know we're in a safe At least space. I do. Sometimes other people do, but for <laughs> sure I do. Yeah. So I think that I was asked this question that he asked me, um, has there been a moment in your business where you just feel like it's too much and you're all alone and you've got nowhere else to turn but God. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Fall apart. <laughs> I was sending text messages yesterday sitting in the seat you're sitting in, bawling, crying. Yes. Saying like, this is too much. This I, is too much. This is too much to carry. This is too much. Yep, I know. And so the paradigm began to shift for me because in that moment, I just was like, yeah, this morning. I mean, that's yeah. the place that I can be in so much. And I think it's because I can, I have a personality type. I feel very trapped easily. And in one way, I'm really thankful because you can't just walk out of a business. Yep. You know, you can quit a job, but you can't walk out on a podcast or being an <laughs> right. author or, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't get to leave this. You don't. Because this is me. This yeah. is you. Yeah. And I said to him, 
and this was all just, it was like God was speaking through me to me. Yes, I know. And it was powerful. And it was this idea that the garden, when we were in the garden from the beginning, Mm -hmm. God invited us to co-create with him and to co-labor with him. Mm -hmm. And then sin entered the world and we went and hid. And God asked this question, where are you? Yeah. Where are you? Where are you, Adam, Eve? And I felt like I heard God finally in that moment, like, Jess, where are you? Yeah. I want to, I want to be with you. You're not alone. I want to shoulder this with you. We're, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. I don't need you. I'm the God of the universe, but my desire, I have a longing for you to walk with me in Mm co-creating and you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And it's so funny because it's like God just like put that message on replay all day. Even last night, my daughter is super into the Hunger Games. Yes. Reading them or watching them or both? Read them all. I read them so fast. Okay. Came out. <laughs> she did oh too. My gosh. It consumed her life for Me like too. a week. Like di- <laughs> now you'll love this too as a seven. I'm dying for a novel that will do that. I know. And I can't find one. Complete escape. It's an escape. I need one so bad. So and bad. I can't find one. I know. <laughs> Probably the Lord's like hiding all those novels from me, so I will turn to him. I know. Right. Because it's you hiding behind the tree, and he's coming and saying, where are you? Yeah. Okay, so what happened with your daughter? Sorry. Okay, so it was the second one, and it's the moment where Katniss is like in the forest. She's gone back to District 11. Mm -hmm. Is it District 11, District 12? Yes. One of those. 11, I think. 11. Okay, and she's like, I can't remember, but let's just run away. Mm-hmm. Like she realizes that people, like she is the hero in the story. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want it. Yeah. Let's just run away. And it was just so good for me because it's like that is the story of the hero's journey. You yeah. know, we we take on, we step into that place of like, oh my gosh, God has called me to co-create with him, mm-hmm. to co-labor with him. Mm-hmm. I am not alone. Yeah. He is with me. His name's Emmanuel. Right. That is the name he gave himself. He's the I am, not the I was, not the I will be. I mean, we get to be with God, never mm-hmm. alone, fully supported, fully given everything we need in the moment for what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And But when we get that moment of pressure, it's like we have that choice. Like, are we going to run into the forest? Are we going to run behind the tree and try to be self-reliant and I'm going to do it on my own and choose to really confirm the story that God isn't there for you? Yeah. Because I can look for a lot of that. I can confirm that story. Yeah. But you can, can also confirm the story that, God's looking for me. Yes. He's coming to yeah. find me. And I just am thankful because, um, you know, when sevens are in our good place, we're called to encourage and catalyze and lift others up. And when we are not in that good place, we are nitpicky. Yep. And we are critics we, and we are perfectionists. We're the worst parts of ones. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. I think that's why I don't have a lot of ones in my life is because what I see in them is the worst parts of me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, what I, I do. See in, I get that. It's not their bad behavior. It's their. It triggers. That. It triggers. See, I'm married to a one. Are you? I am. Oh my gosh, that's really interesting. I, I have am. never dated a one. But see, ones go to seven in health. Oh, do they? They do. Interesting. So if you marry a healthy one. Right. Y'all are going to have fun. Fun. But also, they'll, yeah. They but they understand. keep you in line. Yes, that's right. Ones, he provides just a lot of order. Yeah. A lot of order. I don't think I have a male one. If you're a male one in my life, let me know. I don't know that I have a male one in my life. Oh, I can look at my list. Hold on. Do you so know So maybe if you, you have it? like architects, 
um, oftentimes are ones. uh, Financial, a lot of people in accounting. Oh, yeah. Brad Barnes. But yeah, my buddy Brad. And Dansby Swanson, our baseball player friend that's on the show. Okay. Dansby's a one. Um, I'm adding you to my sevens. I forget your sevens. Oh, sometimes. yeah. Girl. I mean, I don't I want to see it, your seven list. Uh, Dave Barnes, Matt Wirtz, though Matt is switching over to saying he's a th- he's a six. Isn't a that interesting wing. that you can switch? My um, executive coach recently told me, and I think I told you this a couple weeks ago. She was like, Jessica, um, I thought you were a seven with an eight, but I think you're a seven with a six. And I started crying. I did you? Why? You didn't want to have a six wing? I didn't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because of the fear. Yeah. Yeah. And yet she's like, Jessica, no one's going to have a podcast that they've started called Going Scared. All <laughs> right. That is an eight. <laughs> it's an eight. That's the truth. I mean, that that's what I see in me is it, you and I are similar in a couple of ways, but one of them is we're both sevens who started businesses. Yours is significantly larger and more successful than mine, but we both had to start businesses and that requires eightness. Like it that does. requires conquering, that requires and it leadership yeah. and getting it done. But on my, in my quietest realist Annie moment, I wing six. Like I know that I am way more about paying attention to the details and safety. And like I joke a lot. I want to throw a party, but I want to throw it on a sidewalk. Yeah. Like we're not going to throw it in the street. We're right. going to throw it in the sidewalk. Right. We're going to keep it safe. We're going to keep making. But I do have a question for you because you were saying, uh, God, the alone thing. What does it look like when you say like either you can see that God has left you mm-hmm. alone or that he is with you? What does it look like to invite other people into that when you feel that? How do you invite other people? Because no matter what your Enneagram number is, there's a place you go. The, I mean, the question we're all asking is, God, are you even here? Like to some degree. Yeah. Is, are you active here? Are you active? Yeah. And that's not a number-based right. problem. That's a human. It's a human condition. Yeah. Um, yeah, the human condition now, since the big, you know, since we broke, said we're going to go off on our own, is just to run and hide, or yes. to run and go do it on our own. Yes. And well, what I did on Sunday is I texted two of our mutual friends, yeah. actually Jamie Ivy and Jenny Allen. Yeah. And I literally said, um, I'm struggling with jealousy right now. Mm-hmm. And and then I just got clear about what is the wanting behind that? What am yeah. I trying to escape from? Because I know as a seven, I'm, a, I'm an escape always, artist. Yep, that's what I got to ask too. So yep. I'm trying to escape something that is painful for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, thinking, what am I trying to escape? And the person I was comparing myself to, um, business owner, author, some yeah. of the things I'm doing now, yeah, and wildly successful. And I was feeling the stress of coming home back to running the business. And yeah. we are in a really essential, exciting time at noonday. We're on a precipice, but we have chosen to be a high growth company. Yeah. You know, we're not just um, scaling, you know, thinking, okay, we're just going to do the results of last year. We are saying we want to be a high impact, high growth company. And we've put some strategies in place to do that. So I'm coming home to just the effort that that requires. Yes. Yes. And I was coming home to that and realized that I was thinking, well, if I had her success, then I wouldn't have to put forth this effort. Man, and no one would think that you think that. Looking at Noonday, looking at, that is the crazy thing, is that no one would ever think that the other, everyone always thinks the other person has it all together and we're the ones who are insecure. Oh gosh. And that's why, I mean, 
That's so much my message, which is why I love your message. I mean, the, yeah. my book, Imperfect Courage, and then you are all about being brave. Yeah. I mean, that's why I've just loved your message for so long. And that must right. come from our six wing. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, we'll be fun, but we're a little bit scared about it. We're scared, but we're going to yeah. go. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's the essential yeah. part. So when I was able to identify. So what you say in that text? You said, hey, I'm re- this is what I'm really feeling. I'm struggling I need to with say jealousy. It out loud. Yeah. And I know this is icky. This isn't yeah. where I want to be. Yeah. And I actually, I hopped on the phone with Jenny that night. I actually went out to dinner with Jamie the next night. And, you know, I think in owning, and I want to be that person that shows up in the mess. I have so many friends that are usually threes. Yep. One of my friend, three friends has named it. She calls it the fear of failing in front of others. Oh, right. Oh, I love it. She calls it fo-fi-fo, the fear of failing in front of others. And she often will come to me after she's gone through something. And she's like, I was really struggling. Here's what that looked like. Here's what God showed me. And now I'm great. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I wanted to walk with you in the mess. And right. I just so believe that when we can own the mess in front of others, when we can be vulnerable, which to me is taking a meaningful risk without knowing the outcome. Yes. We can be fully vulnerable with someone that we know is going to be empathetic. That's where healing happens. So yeah. I knew that. I knew that on Sunday, like... I can't just keep in my head, which sevens are all up in our heads. I've got to like let a safe person know this. And I'm telling you, it completely changed the story. You know, it Same. began to change the story. And then Monday, God just was so gracious to be in my face all day. And um, and even if it wasn't Jenny and Jamie, if it wasn't friends that we knew, if it was friends that were, you know, the best thing you can do is find two or three of those people yes. that you can like send a text. I mean, me and a me and Angie Smith drove to dinner the other night and I cried the whole time and she cried with me. And, but I said the true stuff. And I even said, I feel so foolish saying this out loud to you, but here's what I have to say. And she and I just cried and Mm. she didn't fix it and it's not better and nothing's different except that I'm not in it by myself, Mm. which is so important to me. That's the healing part. Right. And I think the fear too is that, um, you know, it's funny because my, so my three friends, she's like fear of failing in front of others. I'm like, my fear is that if I fail, there aren't others there with me. I'd rather fail in front of other people than fail alone. Because right. if I fail alone, it means I'm by myself. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. It's double cost me. It's if double costing. Alone, right. Like, no, right. I'd, I'd rather just go for it and yep. fail and just hope that there's people that are going to be like doing it with me. Yes, yes. And I guess that really is what ends up being my whole life message is to kind of like go scared and bring others with me. And a huge part of the message in my book is this idea of vulnerability and um, owning our stories fully and saying them out loud and, and then learning also how to be the person that is able to empathize. And my executive coach, she says that um, recreation causes disappearance. So if I'm able to recreate for you, your your feelings, uh-huh. your situation in a way where you feel completely heard, like I've recreated it for mm-hmm. you, then that can cause you that the situation to disappear yeah. in a way where it's no longer bearing that weight on your life. Right. And there's just so much power when we are seen and we are heard. Yes. You know? And so eyes to see, man, ears to hear. You know, I'm learning so much right now about being the kind of friend that can listen and do that for others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a whole skill that 
I'm learning about is how, how to be a listener. Not so much in friendships. I actually find it. I love listening to my friends, but at work, we were just talking yeah. about that. Like, oh my gosh, yes, my you people. do a 360 review. So you <laughs> what? Tell me exactly what that means. That means that you let all your employees, you give them feedback. They give you feedback. So this was a little different. This was an interview with six key stakeholders. Okay. So it was um, all of our executive team. And, and then also a couple of people I work with really regularly, like our, our head designer, yeah. um, a key ambassador. And yeah, that was... Um, and they just give feedback on all sorts of different things. And you just have to hear yeah, that's I, I mean, so hard for us as sevens. Uh-huh. I like can't... Because it's negative. It's negative. And you're, you're just sitting down and letting people say negative things to you. It felt like, honestly, after I got the feedback, I had a dream that night that I was in my executive coach's office and there was a beehive that attacked me because that's what it felt like. I just felt stung. I really did. But then I was able to just, after a couple of days, truly, truly see it as a gift. And the the, the negative things that were described about me were all how I am in stress when I go to one. Right. Critical, hard to please, you know, doesn't value my work or have to redo work, you Mm -hmm. know, just Mm -hmm. all of those things. And and I don't want other people to experience me like that. You know, I really don't because I want to, I see my team as my partners in order to accomplish this vision of changing the world and Mm -hmm. creating an impact Mm -hmm. and these vulnerable communities. And it's been a, such a healing process to, you know, I think, here's the thing, Annie, this might be helpful. <laughs> I'm ready. It's all helpful. I'm loving this. So nothing was surprising. Yeah. Because I know where I go. Right. But I That's have, the truth. There's no one's going to give either of us feedback that I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I was what? there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I was critical towards you. <laughs> right. Day. I demanded right. perfectionism and, it, you know, right. well- I had not stopped to understand how, what that felt like for that person. Mm. How did that other person experience me mm-hmm. in that moment and truly putting myself in their shoes? Yeah. And, you know, especially like I want, I want our employees to be highly productive and flourishing in their place of work. And right. so it's, it's not so much about, okay, I'm not going to be demanding, but there is this place about how am I, am I reacting out of stress, you know, and how am I viewing my fellow journey people? Like these are my, my people on the journey with me. Yeah. They're not the cogs in the wheel. I mean, we're journeying together, but when I get like that, I treat them like cogs in a wheel. For sure. That's the problem. And that's disgusting. That we can like fix. No, that's what I realized. Like that's where I went. I was like, I have treated you like a cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. I've seen you like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. Yeah. I I don't see, but that's not who I want to be. That's not who you are to me. Yeah. We're on the journey. We're on the road together. So it's it's been transforming. I'm telling you, it was so hard. And I do agree with you, especially for a seven. My co-CEO is an eight. And he's like, bring it. Oh, I didn't realize you had a co-CEO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, my business partner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eights are like, tell me. The give more, me more. The more you give me feedback, the more yeah. you love me. Yes. Oh, I and I. So he's like, bring it. I'm yes. going to rise to the challenge. Yeah. You're going to die. But the following two weeks after that feedback, the activity of the day was for me to sit down with my co-CEO business partner where we would tell each other 
requests that we have of the other and then expectations and how oh, we're going to meet those expectations. No, 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 no. That's so exhausting. That like that sounds tiring already to me. And he was like, let's do this. And you're like, I can't. But see, our executive coach mainly says that conflict comes from unmet, unsaid, unsaid, unsaid expectations. Yes. Do you know my birthday was in July and I had to text someone and say, hey, don't forget that today's my birthday. Like, yeah, that's like so good. My expectation yes. <laughs> is that you're going to say something. But see, that's so just self-care. I'm just going to remind you so that I don't have a lot of feelings. I'm going to remind you I have a birthday. And it was handled beautifully. It was, happy birthday. You know, like, it was, my friend was great about it. But I was like, yeah, I've learned unmet expectations. Unsaid, which unsaid then ones. lead to unmet. Because yes. you, no one can meet an unsaid expectation. Right. How can I expect anyone to remember? I mean, and, and that's one of the reasons I post the morning of my birthday on the internet. Because I'm like, I can't expect the internet or any of my real life friends to remember this one day. Right. But it matters to me. So I'm going to tell you, and you can do what you want with it. Yeah. I, and there was another one recently that someone was like, I've never said that out loud to someone. I can't believe you said that because I, it was an expectation that I had that I said to someone. And it was a very similar of like, they were like, oh, well, now we okay. all know what you want. And yes. I'm like, well, you're not going to not know no. because when you don't know and you don't do, then I cry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I lay in my bed and I think no one loves me uh-huh. because all my expectations have not been met. Right. Something I wrestle with is finding that balance of like, not, I don't want to, I'm not demanding. I don't want to be right, demanding. Right, right, right. So how do you find that? How much do you communicate, especially in a business setting yeah. with your partner? How much do you communicate your expectations? I mean, I guess. It's, it's been a activity. little bit of a dance. I have to say, um, our executive coach is super into the Enneagram. Yeah, She's been I'd, studying it for like 30 years. Oh, that's amazing. I want you to, I'm going to write that down. I have a little notebook here. Okay. The only thing I write down is things I don't want to interrupt, but not forget. So executive coach, keep going. Okay. Okay. So she'd been studying it for 30 years and she literally read out loud how a seven and an eight interact at work. And it just like mm. completely described us. Really? It was like the eight wins control, the seven feels controlled. And I mean, it just ends up in this blow up. I'm like, oh, that's a pattern we've had. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, oh gosh, so much of it is about knowing yourself and getting neutral mm. about your feelings. Yeah. Recently, I listened to a businessman who went through a massive crisis at age 38 and just nervous breakdown. He'd been overworking and he really came to Jesus in this new way. And he had a whole new pattern of life after that where he said if he gets a request by email, he will not get back to it for 24 hours. He will wait. And if he liquidates a business and gets a bunch of cash, he parks it for a year. Oh, wow. And it's this whole idea of, and he calls it, he was from Texas. He's like, I just get neutral. (laughs) I get neutral. I pray until I get neutral. Yeah. So I think there is something about um, being able to observe your feelings and be curious about your feelings and not be um, so impulsive with that. And so I think I've become very aware when a request or an expectation is triggering me or an expectation is not being met and just waiting, holding yeah, and observing and being curious about that instead of acting. Mm-hmm. In response to an unmet one. Right. 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 When you've communicated or when you haven't or both? Oh, gosh. When I've communicated an expectation, here's the other thing. Like, I don't like it when people expect from me 
Do you like it yeah. when people expect from you? Uh, yeah, I like to know what they expect from me. I probably don't love. Well, and I'll tell you a thing about being single or at least unmarried still is that I haven't had to care about other people very much. And so single. That's not completely true, well, girl. I, yeah, well, I do care about, but, but I don't have to like, I don't have to sacrifice for people very much. Whereas pe- moms sacrifice for their kids all the time. Yeah. I don't have to sacrifice on a daily basis. So for example, my living room floor right now, it, my whole house is a wreck right. because I'm moving and nobody cares. Right. So I don't have to sacrifice what I want to do. That being said, when there are, I have a family in town that we call family. Yeah. yeah. And they went out of town and needed me to do something at their house. And I forgot until until night. And so I don't love being in expectations, but if I'm going to do family well, family sacrifices, and that means that I get off the couch and go do what I said I would do, That's even right. though it was so. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like, I totally see. Because you're loyal. You've got, yeah. you're like, I am going to I, yes. fulfill. Yeah, you had an expectation that I would be the one who took care I of this while you were out of town. It. And I need to go do that. Yeah, And yeah. that sucks because I was, I have spaghetti squash in the oven. Right, right, right. And I had, you know, so I don't love expectation feelings unless it's a we've determined because we say family yeah yeah, we will sacrifice for each other yeah absolutely so absolutely yeah I'm definitely in a dance right now of trying to to figure that out and get my sweet spot and I think that um I you know am still such a a doer at work I Mm -hmm. mean I'm not just like off in my sweet spot, like I'm still making sacrifices, you know, to, in order to run a successful company, you know? Yeah. And so I think that that means meeting expectations that I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I don't want to attend that meeting. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Listen, when Eliza makes a list for me, a to-do list on Slack, I feel like a child. Yeah. Who I'm like, no, <laughs> I will not do all that. And I'm it's like, ridiculous. You have to do all it, that. It's ridiculous yeah. the child voice in the mind yes. that goes off for a seven. I know, I know. Don't box me in. Yeah, do not make me a list. And uh-huh. then I'll say to her, I need you to make me a list. Yeah. Because I need to get all these yeah. things done for you that we have to get done that I'm the only one who can do. And uh, and then I always go, I don't want to book those flights. I don't want to sign that thing. And I don't want to. Yeah. Right. And, and I hear myself in my head. And I'm like, you are insane. <laughs> yeah. It's the weirdest thing, like the call of comfort versus this like, um, you know, sevens are like, we want to go do the party and be the enthusiast and we're more have a bias towards action. Yeah. Because I was feeling the same thing. Like, I just got back in town a couple days ago, and I'm like, I've got to go to Nashville. Yeah, like, which is totally fair. Even though everything here, super fun. Like, We're going to have a great dinner tonight. Oh, totally. I wait. Well, and now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the best. I'm hanging out with Annie. This is the coolest. And I've got to get to be with all these ambassadors. And, like, yeah. I'm, like this is, like, my best life. But, like, when I'm sitting on my couch watching, you totally. know, Hunger Games, I'm yeah. just like, oh, this is so cozy. <laughs> my escape, my favorite escape is, like, watching Westerns. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> that I is know. hilarious. I know. Do you have something you watch on Netflix that is kind of like, or a show you watch, or a th- is there something else you do? Yeah. I mean, I think that my unhealthy is definitely just like mindless scrolling. Oh, listen. I mean, Instagram. mindless, mindless scrolling. I know. I delete it off my phone in August every year. That's awesome. And I hate it. For the first right. week, I hate it right. so much. And I'm like, I'm sure everyone I've ever had a crush on has a new girlfriend. And they've posted pictures and I'm just not seeing it. <laughs> and I'm sure that every one of my friends is together and I'm not there. And the recipe I've been dying to see is happening right now. Yep. I mean, for the first week, I'm like that. And by the last week, I'm like, 
oh man, life is good. Life is so good. Is so but good. I got to bring Instagram back because it's part of my job. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it is love hate. And I definitely delete it off my phone in the evenings. Do and you? Then on Sundays, yes. I have to delete. I oh, have I love to. It. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I don't have email on my phone for that reason. Okay, that's good. And then in my signature of all my email accounts, it says, I'll, I don't have email on my phone. So this oh, email response came nice. to you when I got back to my computer so that people know like Dr. Phil, who I haven't had on the show, yeah. but would love. Uh, Dr. Phil says you teach people how to treat you. Yes. And so if they think my email is with me all the time, they will expect my email. The expectation. <gasps> I delete my email off my phone because I don't want to be boxed in. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I'm realizing that for the first time. <laughs> I want to be a wild stallion yeah. running free. The stallion. When I'm not sitting at my desk. Yes. Oh my gosh. A so Philly true. probably, right? I, I want to so be a wild true. Philly. So yeah, I would say that I'm just like a, I have the mindless the scrolling. scroll. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've honestly, like sometimes, because you know, they call um, technologists now like dopamine labs. Really? I didn't oh, know that. All the people that create apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are trying to create the apps for us that give us that little release of dopamine. So literally they time it's Instagram. Terrifying. If you'll notice this, it like it won't just give you, you know, one like or two likes at a time. It gives you you just got six likes because they literally have figured out in your brain that that'll give you yes. what, girl, I watched a whole 60 minutes on it. I need to watch it. It'll You've ruin got, my life and make me delete Instagram more, I bet. It really yeah. will. And so I imagine these like labs where they're actually looking at Jessica Honiger's like online activity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, if that was broadcast to the world. Uh, I can't, I, I am careful what I even like. Because I know people can see. Oh, okay. Right? See, I'm a little more like, I'm not as much like Well, that. I mean, like when I'm stalking around, I don't want to, like oh, today, right, right, right. I was stalking on, uh, hold on, it was a celebrity. Oh, Donnie Osmond, because they played Nashville. Okay. I was stalking down Donnie Osmond's, <laughs> accidentally liked it, and I was like, well, unlike it, because <laughs> why, people are going to ask a lot of questions, why you liked a video from why the 40s like or whatever. Why did you like Donnie So it's stuff like that. It's not like my That's friends. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't necessarily go and like, you know, some of the random celebrities yeah. that I follow for yes. that reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. I know. Um, okay. Talk to me a little bit about your executive coach. Why do y'all have that? You know, we really do have vision to grow Noonday Collection. We're eight years in. and How many ambassadors do y'all have? Around 2,000. Oh my gosh. So That's why have... you want to be on Facebook all the time because I see on Facebook all the time how much Noonday people love each other. Yes. You've built like this tribe of 2,000 people who are all best friends. It's true. And so you could talk to some of them all 24 hours a day. Well, that would be very accurate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And now I've people... launched this book tribe for yes. the book that's coming out. And that's... What day does the book come out, by the way? August 14th. Me. August 14th. And what's the title again? Imperfect Courage. Live a Life of Purpose by Leaving Comfort and Going Scared. Oh, you're And it's available, available for, for pre-order right now. And we're yeah, yeah. doing tons of giveaway stuff oh, with good. a pre-order. Okay, we'll link to it. I yes. Love it. Awesome. Imperfect Courage. Yes. Oh, I love that title. And so I think that now I've got this book tribe of a couple thousand people in the in the Facebook group. And so now it's like, yeah, you can be on social all, all the, the time. time. And, and I, actually really love it. And not I really be forced want, to it. No, it's true. But and I, I want people to feel seen and heard. Yeah. And yeah. I know how much like 
you know, just a little click of a like is like, okay, she saw this, you yes. know, and I, that's important to me. Yes. Um, anyway, I don't know the tangent that that brought me to. Uh, how that's how you're, I, I said, that's why you're on the internet all the time. You were talking about executive I, coaching. Oh, executive Eight coaching. Years. I was like, how did I go to I executive coaching to being on Facebook? Because I'm a monster to deal with in podcast world. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you need water or anything? I'm worried. Are you all right? I'm good. Okay, I'm we good. Have to make you change your mind. Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. So I think that we, you know, we made the Inc.'s fastest growing company, third fastest growing company owned by a woman in 2015, 39th in the entire country, privately held. And I want to be there. I want to be there. And not because I'm like trying to like increase our bottom line, but because you're not trying to get a yacht. I mean, we've been able to create jobs for 4,500 people and some of the most vulnerable communities in the world. And so that is... And you're making beautiful stuff. Beautiful, fun stuff. So the the calling is great there and that is what motivates me every day to to keep going and not run an escape like Katniss wanted to (laughs) (laughs) or Annie wants to yeah and I think uh, my business partner and I just strongly believe that you know strong leadership it all starts with strong leadership yeah and we want to be the leaders that our company needs that our community needs that our customers need and we realized we needed some help with that yeah and that really is what led us to executive coaching was being able to really do it together, work on some things like, you know, we want to be a high feedback culture where we can just say like, Hey, that meeting, you know, when you said that, this is kind of what I experienced. Is that what you intended? Mm -hmm. You know, we just want to be high feedback like that so that there isn't a lot of like coats being collected in the closet that you didn't have to like clean out, you know, and take to the dry cleaners all the time. So we had some dry cleaning to do Mm -hmm. big time. But we did it. It took several sessions, and it was just so good. I've never felt more in sync. Really? Never felt more in sync with my So it's partner. like counseling for your business. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, my, I mean, my relationship with my business partner is, is super important. And, you know, our relationship with our leadership team. And so it's it's been awesome. We've already seen results as far as, like, how the team's working together and um, – yeah, it's been it's been so good. It's been so good for our whole culture. How often do you have the do you meet with your executive coach? It's about three times a month. Oh my gosh, it's a big commitment. Are you in counseling right now too? I'm not in counseling. Okay, so yeah, this, I, I mean, so there, I mean, this because, is it. Yes, that's yeah, it. I was in counseling for several years and just realized, you know what? I I think I'm done with that yeah, for a yeah, little yeah. bit, and just really needed to focus on someone who's strong in business. And our coach, like she coached the founder of Reebok. Yeah. Um. Whole Foods executives, and she's really seen companies go from bootstrap small to mm-hmm. to growth. And yeah. she's really into a B Corp and high impact social impact companies. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a really good fit. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I, I would imagine that it would be hard to do both those things at the same time. Like if I did oh, an executive gosh. coach, I'd have to go. Okay, so for six months, I'm doing Downs Books Incorporated counseling, right? And then I'll come back to Annie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine that but would be hard to balance. Up. I mean, st- you know, deeply personal. St- I mean, we've, we've all oh, sure. cried in the sessions yeah. and everything else. And um, so does she, she, so she mainly does Noonday. Does she do like Jessica Honiger, like your podcast and your books and your, does she help you with your personal brand is not the right word, your personal products or is it mainly Noonday? She's really just focused on our leadership, yeah. leadership development. And so however that shows up. But it's awesome because she is, she's super, she does present herself as more corporate. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of her background. Mm-hmm. Um, but she totally is 
been amazing. Like she's listened to all my podcasts. She yeah. follows me on Instagram, yeah, which is funny because it. she's probably in her late 50s. And, yeah. you know, that's not necessarily her thing at all. And she's really um, has a strong ability, again, to be able to recreate mm-hmm. my own feelings. So empathy in order to create a disappearance. And and she's an eight on the Enneagram, which I think has been really helpful for my business partner. You know, yeah. I think he's been able to really identify with her. And so that's been really good. And she's done enough work to where um, I don't experience her, the unhealthy part of an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Man, I can't wait till a day people say that. Annie's done enough work. But I don't really see that seven bad stuff. Um, the bad side of seven. So tell me what's the thing I don't know about running a business that I need to know? Oh, well, I mean, I think just for sevens, again, I really do think it goes back to taking the long view. Yeah. I think. Do you see that? That's why we have the 2019 calendar already on the wall. Yeah. Because I have to, to not feel trapped, I have to see space. See space. Well, because when I know there's booking stuff on 2019, but I don't see it on the wall, I feel like I am handcuffed. But when it's hanging, so theater of the mind. Yeah, theater of the mind for our friends listening. I have a 2018 wall calendar and a 2019 wall calendar from newyear.net. And then I also have a big, big, like weekly one that we have a lot that is from Lindsay Letters, but we're not using that one in here. But that, yes, the white space going like, look, there's, look, you can already see in August, 2019, you have the month off. It is so cool talking to you about this because that's why I keep like a paper calendar still, even though our office uses, I mean, for any office things, of course, we have to use like our Microsoft outlet. But just for like that out of town or speaking engagements or whatever I do, just so I can look and see white space. Yes. <laughs> the only thing that are on these calendars are speaking events, book launches, and podcasts. Yeah. Because those are three things I need to see as far as I can see Yeah, so that I don't feel trapped, yeah. which I thought it would be the opposite. I thought, just show me this week. Uh-huh. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm feeling. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So for sevens, we need to make sure we can see the white space. See the white space. And I think also just um, taking that long view and don't waste energy on your escape plan. Mm. I think I easily, I feel like, you know, entrepreneurship is like, we're flying this plane. You got to know the destination you're going to. You mm-hmm. got to have a clear vision that wants to take you there and pilot the plane. Don't spend time at the exit door with your parachute on thinking, mm-hmm. how do I get out of this when it mm-hmm. gets hard? Mm-hmm. Because um, that's where I go. How do I get out of this? And then just know, like, don't spend energy hatching your escape plan. Man, I that's think- good presence, being present. I mean, I think that is our challenge is Mm -hmm. being in the moment and knowing God's with you in the moment. He's going to give you everything you Mm -hmm. need for the moment. But that's been one of the biggest bits of advice that when we were going through one of our most challenging seasons, and I write about this in Imperfect Courage, I had someone who is, he's a partner in BCG, which is a huge consulting firm, Mm -hmm. you know, flies all over Starbucks, hotels, all this. And I was like, this has been so hard. And he just said, Jessica, you've got to take the long view. Mm. And there was something there that stuck, I think, especially now with Instagram. It's called Insta. Right. (laughs) And like immediate. Yeah. Immediate. And I'm an immediate gratification person. Mm -hmm. I want something. I want it now. Yep. Gimme, gimme. Get, get. Same. And, you know, slow and steady wins the race. You know, it really does. Like it is a marathon and not a sprint. And um, are you you're friends with Jen Jet as well, right? Yes. yes. So Jen is another great She's seven, a seven. Yes. in my life, and she is actually designing a new tattoo for me, <gasps> where it, and it just says "savor this" because <sighs> because I this year she we've walked through 
she got married, but yeah. I walked, she walked with me through a relationship uh-huh. and through it ending and through traveling and all this stuff. And, and at every, every part of it, the very best days and the very worst days, she said, you have to savor what you're feeling right now. Savor this, whatever you're feeling right now, be all in with it. If it's good, be all in with the good and don't worry about when it's not. And, and I think that's where we learn. I think everybody has to do this, but particularly it's for your years of mine and Jen's brains of sevens of like, I can always see the next season is better than the mm-hmm. one I'm in. So yep. summer is so hot. Why is it not fall mm-hmm. yet? I can't wait for mm-hmm. pumpkin spice. Da, 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 da. When all spring, I was dying for it to be summer. Mm-hmm. Instead, I should, like I got out of the car today and I was like, it's so hot. And I was like, it'll get really cold. Yep. Aren't you glad it's hot? You waited. Yep. Summers are, as Nish Seth says, jean shorts, cheap beer, country music, right? That's like, right. That we should love this. We should love it. And so I'm more, that is like savoring. I mean, yes. it's enough that I'm. It's like enjoying the journey. Body. Yes. Enjoyment. You yes. know, enjoying the journey that you're on and being present. I mean, I haven't totally figured this out at all. I mean, I have started a practice of 15 minutes of complete quiet. Really? Yes, in meditation. So not reading, not no. listening to anything, just Mm-mm. silence for I, fifteen minutes. I set my timer. The chimes go off after in the 15. morning, or when do you do it? In the morning, and it's fifteen minutes. And my sort of mantra is, "I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Mm. I am in Christ. Christ is in me." And Hopefully by the end, I've experienced that in my body. I think my biggest yeah. thing is to get from my head to my heart and then into my body where I yes. can feel it. Yes. You're more of a feeling person than I feel like yeah. is typical seven. Yeah, Maybe that's a six wing coming out because I'm yeah. more up in my head. Right. Like when I cry, like I cried yesterday and that was powerful. It was yeah. like, I'm I'm feeling this. I'm in my heart now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not in my head trying to solve and figure out mm-hmm. or hatch my escape plan. Right, 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 right. I'm feeling my feelings. Yeah, that's Oh my right. gosh, that's what I told my husband last <laughs> night. I was like, oh, I felt my feelings today yeah, and yeah. I was in them. Well, I've done a lot. I mean, you have too, but the reason is I've done so much work around okay. not avoiding them. Okay. Do you know, I don't know if you know the story that I flew away one time from everyone. I escaped for real. No, I like I got on a plane and flew not. away and didn't tell anybody where I was going. And uh, that's when I started. It was five years ago this month, actually, because it's when I started counseling. You know, I met my five-year anniversary with my counselor. And it was because I wouldn't feel anything negative. And and it had gotten to be too much. I felt every like a, a relationship was not working and a friendship was in a bad spot and work was in a bad. I mean, literally everything was bad. And I was like, I'm booking a flight. I'm out. Yeah, I was like, and I to Florida. I mean, I'm not that. Dry. I didn't go to like Italy. I wish. <laughs> but still, I mean, I didn't tell anybody. And wow. uh, I write about it a little bit in Looking for Lovely. But the reason I, I did it is I thought this is my first chance. I'm actually going to get away from everything. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Florida mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. haven't gotten away from anything. Exactly. And so, and so I probably feel more or openly talk about feeling more mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I used to. Okay. Well, that's cool to know. Yeah. So, but also, I mean, there's a, I think your eightness is stronger than my eightness. Okay. Okay. So, cause my eightness doesn't, I, probably once a week, my eightness gets real strong and which is, and my company looks like one day out of seven. I I work really hard on growing a company and your Uh company looks like six days out of seven you work on growing a company. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, and so that's probably just our, our difference. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Eventually, hopefully I I do want to live in my heart more. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of desire and how God desires me and he desires to co-labor with me and what are my desires 
you know, because I feel like... Have you read Journey of Desire by John Eldridge? So that's what I'm reading right now. Because yes. I felt like God was really asking me, like, yeah. to actually to ask others. It's one of the sessions I'm going to lead with our ambassadors and leaders is, um, what do you want? Yes. I think a lot of women have a very hard time answering that question. So I think as Christians, a lot of us are like, well, I want what God wants. Right. Or, well, I want what my husband wants for me, or I want what my children say I need to do, or we're we living into other people's expectations. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious right now to really identify um, what, do, what do I want? Yes. And that whole idea, because really saying what do I want is what do I desire? I mean, mm-hmm. desire is just, you know, uh, wanting. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited to explore that topic. That's really good. I think we're afraid of desire, you know, because... I think desire for me, I mean, I, cause I'm, it may not be met. It may not be met. So if there's the disappointment get into it. Yeah. Or will it consume me? Yes. Will the desire overtake me that I told you about women, food and God. Yeah. And that was a big aha moment for me. Cause I spent a lot of my life wanting to be thin, which I'm not, I'm a beautiful curvy woman. <laughs> it's like, Finally embracing it. I mean, I would totally say you're thin, but I'm not going to do that whole thing. Of oh, like, oh my gosh, Jessica. Uh, no, so, right. no. We, like, I got I hurt. Would be, yeah, same. Yes. And so, uh, but for years, I, I fought that. I mean, for like eh, 35 years. Yeah. And dieted perpetually mm-hmm. and was constantly. But here's what was under that. I always thought I want to be thin. And it, it's it's really sad to me when you look back through all of my journals. It's like, God, help me lose weight. Yes. Oh, Yep. And so I fixated on, I want to mm-hmm. be this. I want to be, well, what did I think? I I thought that if I was thinner, then I would escape rejection. Yeah. And once I realized I don't want to be thin, I want to be loved. Yes. And being thin is not going to get me that. So get off the freaking diet wheel right. and focus, do the internal work of receiving love. Mm-hmm. And that was so powerful yeah. to me. And so that's when I realized like my wanting, like, no, I don't want to be thin. I want to be loved. So it's almost that's like really, really taking that journey of desire to well, what's behind your wants and mm-hmm. what's behind mm-hmm. that want and mm-hmm. really getting to the heart. Yeah. Because from our heart flows a wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think as a seven, we are easily detached from our hearts. Yes. And... I if think, anything feels like pain, we'd rather just no stay over there. Yeah, You're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll solve it in my head. I'll yeah. escape it. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Which is weird because, um, I mean, I work in justice work, right? Yes, yes. Which is suffering. Yeah. And I talk about embracing suffering in my book, and I've like that's so interesting. I feel like what it comes from is it's so hard for me to see other people in discomfort because it makes me uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm like, I just need to save you. From your discomfort, because I want you to be able to have birthday cakes too. I mean, my kids can have birthday cakes. You know, I want your kids to have a birthday cake too. My kids can go to school. I want your kids to go to school. Right. What can I do? What can I do do to create comfort for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just interesting how it all shows up. I love it that you're into the Enneagram, that I can talk about it freely on your podcast, because I know all your people are like flowing. Yes, yes. They are (laughs) super with us. Uh And they're probably like, we've never understood Annie's insanity as well as we do right now. Right now. <laughs> to Jess. Jessica's just um, crazy. And your title be of the book being Imperfect Courage mm. feel, well, A, that rings really true to me because I think that's the only way we do this. I saw Bob Goff this morning tweeted, we're all 
amateurs at love. Let's mm. give everybody a break. And I, I thought, oh my that. gosh, we're all amateurs at everything. Yes. Like, I don't know how to communicate yes. to people well. And I don't know uh, how to do everything. I'm just an amateur at everything. Yes. There is no point of arrival. Yeah. If we could get and is rid that of what this, imperfect courage is about? Yes. Yeah. I think if we get to that idea, there's no point of arrival. Yeah. So quit waiting to have the perfect capabilities, the perfect timing, the perfect confidence, right. the perfect whatever, mm-hmm. and just get up and go and you get your courage legs by standing up and walking. Yeah, that's right. And that really is the journey. That's it. What made you decide to write this? You know, I am a storyteller. I'm yep. not an author. I don't identify as like I'm a writer and I'm just long to like <laughs> yeah yeah I have like a Amber book in my and heart. Seth Haynes no, like, no 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 are writers no no no, no. not me not I'm a storyteller and it can either be with a microphone on a stage or in a book a storyteller yeah. through and through and I mean I have this treasure trove of stories mm-hmm. of people's lives that have been changed yeah. literally from poverty to flourishing yeah and then ambassadors lives here who oh my gosh my from, friends that are ambassadors their lives are so changed it's amazing it's truly, amazing truly and so I really felt like a bearer of stories mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to share stories I think there's something really profound about a book we have so many channels yeah. these days for yeah. communication but there is just nothing that would replace a book yeah that's right you know, and really just getting word out about our story. Yeah. And I want us to be a household name. And yeah. Every time I've started, every time I travel since starting to write the book, I just imagine my book. And and I say our book. Actually, Noonday Collection owns the book. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's owned by Noonday. Yeah. And it's completely um, for the business. Yeah. You know. And so I just imagine my book at an airport. I know. I'm not at airports either yet. You haven't been? No, I think maybe 100 Days is at an airport. I haven't seen it at okay. an airport. Just Turner. I remember seeing her book yes. in an airport. Yes. And I texted her. I was like, look. Yes, her stuff is there. I know. I Yeah, airport. So is that to you? Is that the... Because I That would be a moment thing. for me. Yeah. It's, it's been important to me in this career to make markers of success. Because you never sell all the books. Oh, so right. So it's not like you're, gonna, a number. you're not going to run out of books. And so you have to set markers like that. So as one of yours at an airport marker. Yeah, but I realize that is a very big one. I've heard it's kind of yeah, complicated so and yeah. you know, I hope so. I um I hope so. Yeah. Mine was Target in which 100 days of okay. rain got it. And so that's one of the reasons it Target, so was such a freak out. Is it different between cuz I I'm on Target online, but is it different to actually be in the store? Uh your book is on Target, on, Target online? Uh-huh. So then that will tell them what happens online will tell them whether to put it in stores or not. So okay. it's great. It's a great tester. I mean, that's what a lot of them do is okay. that they put a, they'll put you in a few stores or put you online to kind of seed and see how it goes. I think. I mean, there's probably some Target person who's like, that's not how we do it. But I think yeah. that's, that's what I understand. It's on super sale right so, now at Target. Yeah. Oh, good. We'll, tell, we'll, we'll link to all that so yeah, that people yeah. can point all those ways. Um, yeah. So I th- I've had a friend who challenged me pretty early on. And another thing we do that I will put in your head. Um, before August is I, we do a celebratory dinner with my best friends the night before the book comes out. So it has nothing to do with how it sells. Okay. It has nothing to do with who talks about it. It is literally, Hey, we finished this. Mm -hmm. See, and that's part part of being in the present. Yeah, that's right. That's part of being in the present. We, we stop and celebrate the night before and go tomorrow. This thing that Annie's worked on for so long mm-hmm. is coming out. And sometimes there's so like good. 30 people. And sometimes it's one time it was me and my best friend, Betsy, and my buddy, Keenan. And we so went awesome. to a restaurant together. And the three of us like but celebrated Speak Love coming out. I just wanted I wanted to celebrate the the finishing of a thing, not the success or lack of success That's of a so thing. Good. 
And so, so you should go eat on like what August? Okay. Uh, what did you say you come out? Eleventh. August fourteenth. Oh, fourteenth. So, so on the thirteenth or the twelfth, you need to do like a little dinner with your family. I will totally or your people. do it. I'll totally do, do it. So, and it just—I mean, it's that same like. Are you brave enough to believe that it matters that it's finished? Even if Mandy Moore doesn't hold it up on her Instagram, right? Right. right. Are, is it okay that it's finished? Brene Brown did endorse it, and so I Whoa, have to tell you well that. Done. And so that really, I was like, "That's a moment." Brene Brown endorsed my book. That's I don't know. I would kind of like New York Times bestseller yeah. Brene Brown. I don't yeah, know. I like take Brene. I like Brene a lot. Yeah. Okay, so you know the whole thing about New York Times is it's I know. Okay, I've heard. Just don't put your. I mean, I, you may. Yeah. I, it would not surprise me at all if your book hit the list, but. Just know that it is not just a numbers game. It's an art, not yes. a science. Yes, so, it is yeah. an art, and it is a um, it's a game. It is a game that you that, that nobody we knows the rules to win. Yeah, <laughs> and very few of us win it. So find a lot of uh, airports in Brene are way the, the, better. better to celebrate, and all your ambassadors loving it and telling their oh, friends. Yeah, and you seeing it. I mean. That's way more fun, yeah, than hitting a list one time. Yeah, totally. Says the girl who can't hit the list. You yeah, know, like what? Maybe one day. If I, I mean, I preached at Crossway a few months ago, and I was like, "By the way, here's a failure in my career. I haven't hit the list. Can y'all fix that? Yeah, Cross point. Yeah, there's seven thousand of y'all. Go buy my book yeah. when I ask you, know, you to. On the day. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the list is a great thing, but. You know, it's not a point of arrival. Again, it's not a point of arrival. Like no. this is whole thing. It's a journey and you it's taking the long book. view. It's yes. taking the long view, yes. you know, and because what if your book hits the list on week one and it's out of print in year one? No, who cares? Right. right. Who cares that it hit the list? Yeah. I, I want all my books on all the shelves as long as they can be there, even if none of one of them doesn't ever cross over that right. silly line that no one knows how to win. Right. Right. So, right. So airports and Brene. Airports and Brene. That's so a I way have better. One. You know, I, th- I thought of Brene earlier. We were talking because we were talking about Instagram because I saw someone call her out on Twitter saying, hey, I saw you follow this account that's a that has the F word in it. It's a comedy account, but it has the F word in it. And they were like, what's that about? And she's like, I think it's funny. Like, I mean, she, she was so Brene about it of like, yeah, I just think it's funny. So why do you care? You know, but but then the Annie and me was like, oh boy, everybody sees, everybody sees everything. Oh my gosh. People see everything. I know. Yeah. So what's your hope for the book? What do you want for Imperfect Courage besides uh, Brene, which you got, so check, and airports? Mine really is about raising the brand awareness of Noonday Collection yeah. because Noonday Collection is changing the world. It and is. so that to me is the, is the win because my calling is to catalyze courage and create change around yeah. the world yeah. in these communities and that's why you spend six days out of seven building your company is. because that is changing the world i don't need to spend six days building this thing well <laughs> i don't I'm know not i'm not gonna like tell you, you how much yeah. i'm not gonna say that you I'm know just saying you're doing you're doing such global good there, there's a lot um there's a lot at stake yes, yes there's a lot at stake yeah you know and so the book really is a here's the story here's some things i've learned and then a drawback to noonday in a lot of ways. I would think so. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people in my book tribe who've never heard of Noonday Collection, which is really fun. Brilliant. Yeah, so that's been really fun. no one heard it? How is there anyone left who doesn't so know So there's not Noonday. a lot, but there's definitely a few. Yeah. That, um, actually, a few people that like came through my podcast because I don't talk a ton. Oh, sure. of, but, well, I do talk I do about it. I do love your podcast. Thank you. I'm really Thank glad you. it exists. Thank you. Um, so people that come through podcast and email list or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I, I don't I quite know how that happened, but yeah. it did. And it's, yeah. it's super fun. Yeah. So, so yeah, household name. I mean, I really want um, this book to be 
to be that. I mean, it's not it's not all noonday, noonday, noonday. It's definitely this story of courage, but the, yeah. the story's woven in there. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, because it is your, I mean, it is, I guess we've been friends since the beginning of If, so five, yeah. five years. years. Yeah. And so I've, I feel like I've watched a good trajectory yeah, you have. of it and totally. go like, man, she, she just does it scared. She just goes. <laughs> And you don't look scared or seem scared, but you got it. Well, neither do you. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. Actually, that's what I think. I think if I'm scared, Jessica Hunger's scared. <laughs> but she's doing it, so I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. I'll just keep going because she's keeping going. So I just think it's amazing. I'm such a fan of what y'all do. And like I think of my friend Kelly McGee. Do you know Kelly McGee? Yes. Kelly ambassadors? Yes. I, oh, like, my gosh. I'm obsessed with her. She's going to be here this week. Is she really? Yes. Oh, at I didn't the, know that. At the summit thing. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, yes. I adore her. So we were friends in college. Okay. And so I um I have just loved her for forever. And so I I have loved seeing how Noonday Oh, it's transformed her. Yeah. And I mean she was amazing before, but oh, it's just yeah. given her these outlet new things. Yes. And it's awesome to watch. So oh I gosh, love that I you're love doing her. that for women on this side too. Yes. So yes, I think it's, it's awesome. It's it I mean, really, it's like your podcast is all about fun and isn't it? This so. is a fun journey, you know, yeah. it really is. And yeah. I think for me to be able to present um, hard issues yeah. like HIV and uh, the orphan crisis and vulnerability and violence in a way that is palpable for people. Yeah. And again, it's such a seven thing. Yes. It's like, I'm going to bring it to you in fashion. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's going to be beautiful <laughs> earrings beautiful. and necklaces. Come to and, a party. Yeah, that's right. Have come a trunk show. <laughs> come to the party. I mean, my business is all about having parties yes. and buying jewelry. Yes. And that is somehow changing the world. Like it It's is. like a, it's made for a seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. And then everybody else loves it because people love sevens. Um, okay, so the last question we always, always ask, and then I got to let you go because you're going to our Christ, friend, Christy Wright. I am, who I adore. which I'm not too far from there, so no. I'm good. Business We're good boutique. with time. I love business boutique. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, and you have to go do that, and I have to keep working so that then we can go to City House. Yeah. Have you eaten there before? No. Oh, my gosh. Me and Lindsay Nobles, the three of us are eating. Yeah. Uh, this is the, our favorite restaurant. Yeah, I'm, she, well, I'm The excited. other night she said, where do you think we should go? And we didn't even look. She's like, I'll look at City House. I was like, please take us to City House. So, But the, our last question we always ask, as you know, yeah. is what do you do for fun? So like what's fun? This is an unfair question to you because we've talked the whole time about fun. But <laughs> like thinking about Alaska or what you do with your husband or what you do with your girlfriends, what, what do you do that's a normal fun thing? Well, okay, you just said normal fun. I know, right? Well, because we have fun all day, every day. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I do. I crave new experiences. Okay. I love new experiences. Me too. So I think for me, like, I just switched from a boot camp to a spin class. Yeah. And that's fun for me because it's new. It's a challenge. Um, we just went to Alaska. I'd never been there before. Yeah. That's fun for me. But, like, normal everyday fun, honestly, would be for me to just jump in the pool with my kids. Yes, because I am such a doer. I'm so easily distracted. My attention is not on the present yeah. yet. It will be because we are going to be transformed sevens. Yeah, that's right. But We're working on it. Doing something physical with my kids, like dancing or jumping in the pool, mm -hmm. just helps me to be really present. Yeah. And when I'm present, I'm having fun. Yeah. That's right. You're the best version. I'm the same way. If I can, if I can have 30 minutes with my friends' kids, I don't need like four hours. Like if I just stop that's by on the awesome. way home from work and we play yes. and swim, and then yes. I leave and go finish working or whatever, it's that's all it takes. And then I love a deep conversation over dinner. So tonight, yes. 
fun. We're in. That's yeah, we're super doing fun it. for me. I'm probably going to cry. I've yeah. just had a crying couple of days. <laughs> that is just your warning. We will cry all over that city Well, you're going to be transformed by the end. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I was where you were at two days ago, and I'm like completely in a different yeah. place. So. Okay. And I have counseling between now and then, too. So oh, that, You're going to be fine. Oh. You're going to be fine. Yes. You're going to be laughing. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Annie. So grateful. So fun. Oh, you guys, right? I told you, sorry for all the laughter. Sorry for the little tears. Sorry that we got so loud. (laughs) But two Enneagram 7s talking for an hour. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And that was only the start of the conversations we had that day. She is just one of my very favorite friends. I'm so grateful for her. Make sure you check out her new book, Imperfect Courage. And she has an awesome podcast too. If you haven't already subscribed to it, you really need to go check it out. We'll have all that listed for you in the show notes so that you can um, find it and subscribe and listen and get her book. And listen, Noonday Collection, the fall line is getting ready to launch. I got a new pair of earrings when I saw Jess. And listen, y'all, you just need to get about it. Find a local ambassador close to you and make sure you get some of the new noonday stuff that's coming out for the fall. Hey, if you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find, as you well know. It's Annie F. Downs all across the internet, anywhere you want to find me. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I am there at least for most of this month. You'll remember that August is when I take some time off. So nothing's happened. I haven't disappeared. I'm just going to go a little bit quiet and lay by the pool and read books without my phone. So that will be when I go on vacation for part of August. Hey, if you know a friend that would love this episode and you wouldn't mind sharing it, just send it on over to him. That would be so fun and really helpful to help new ears get to be around our show and see what is going on and fall in love with some of our guests like we get to as well. And if you get a chance to rate and review the show, that would be awesome. Thank you in advance. It's very nice of you. There's like over a thousand of you who've given a really sweet rating and review and that really helps. It really does. So I really appreciate you doing that. Now, what am I going to do that sounds fun to me today? Well, I am currently in Toronto, Canada. I'm recording this just a couple of days before the show comes out. And I am going to go to a Blue Jays game. So you may already know how the game ended if you follow me on Instagram. But that is what I'm headed to do today with some of my friends. And so I hope you go out there and do something super fun and summery that you totally love. And we will see you on Thursday with our friend Aaron Nequist. You guys are going to love this conversation. It is so good. It is so good. So make sure you join us on Thursday. Y'all have a great day and I will see you then.